Alright guys, this is uh, our fourth episode and it is a very special episode because we went over the entire AFC East with, what, like six guests or something? A lot. Yeah, I mean, let's see, we we had two during our Bills slash Jets segment. Bills Mike, Jets Mike. Yeah, um, uh, which included uh, Bills Enthusiasts, so Bills Enthusiasts making his uh, return after... Uh, I, I should have the bed on that last podcast episode. Yeah, great guest. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's great. We're gonna, we're gonna bring him on a lot more. Um, but we really just wanted to you know just talk shop and talk football because um, that's what Matt and I had the most fun doing. Um, not take away from forum talk, but you know like talk about that for so much, right, Matt? Off season, I yeah. Mean, Matt's not even in the forum, so you know it's I should probably I, join. I don't really want to leave him hanging. Uh, anyways, uh, I think you'll enjoy the uh, the fun we had. Um, all the guest speakers. I just basically brought all my football nerd friends together. Um, my dad was on the show, um, so it's great contrast. The it'll start out with uh, Jets Bills combined. You'll find out why. Um, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty nonsensical. Um, if I'm being honest. And then after that, we interviewed my dad with the Dolphins. And that's very uh that's very thoughtful piece, a little slow pace and with serious football talk. And then we got to the Patriots and it was just a it, shit it, show. It was what you expect would happen when you just bring in two Patriots. I mean, we didn't talk about anything but like yeah, we had two Patriots fans. Yeah, we so. talked about Rock in '69. Twice um, in the plate game. Yeah, we so we went over like uh, probably 45 minutes into the segment, and then I was just like, "All right, I've had enough, of you guys, bye." And they started playing. They're like, "What? We don't have any questions? What the hell?" And like, I was just like, "What do you want me to ask you? Like predictions for the ASC East? Are you guys gonna go, uh, you know, six and zero and fourteen and two? They're like, "Yeah." That didn't happen, I, but I knew they would say that, so screw them. Yeah, it was but, a lot of good stuff there, a lot of uh, back and forth, all yeah, good spirit. Uh, it, it was hilarious, uh, just John at each other, and they're good fans. Um, you know, they're not not your typical Patriots fans, and I think they they're they played a well. Dan played a character. You'll you'll find out. <laughs> um, and deflated egos. So. Yeah. And that that was my most fun segment of like it or not is the, is the Patriots segment. So uh, without further ado, um, I'm excited to introduce to you this episode, and I hope we do more formats like this because this was the most fun uh, I've had. Yeah, definitely. You agree? Yeah. Uh, I think we I think we want to switch to a format more like this. This is a ton of fun. Ice up, son. Ice up. Testing one two three. Uh, Jets Mike, are you there? Yep. Uh, Bills Mike, are you there? Yep. All right. All right. So we got two mats. We got Jets Mike starts. 
Uh, we got two mics. We got Jets Matt. No. We got Jets Mike. <laughs> they both start with M, too. Jets, Jets Mike. And then Bill's Mike, who is still going to be Bill's Mike. And then we got... We could call him Enthusiast. We got Matty Ice and then Matt. How about that? If you're addressing the, the Bills guy, and Matty Ice, if you're addressing the Panthers guy. Me. Alright, we all we all in agreement here? That sounds good. Alright, cool. Yeah. And Jets Mike, we can we can curse on the show. So go for Fantastic. it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Fuck yeah. Anyways, so. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> um all right, so Jets, Mike, you are our Jets correspondent for the show. That would be me, New Jersey, born and bred, man. Yeah, um, you're our Jets correspondent, Jets analyst. Uh, I think uh, you're gonna be very valuable to the show, having a having a division rival with his insight. Yeah, I'm you excited? Be, you know, gotta gotta stand up for my Jets out there against a bunch of Bills fans. So. Yep. Nice little AFC East review here. Just, just a friendly, mind. friendly chat. Friendly chats. Alright. So uh let's talk about the Jets then. Um who do they have that isn't garbage? <laughs> oh, okay. Let's slow down, you know. Oh, sorry, did I offend you? The Jets the Jets were a different team last year than they're gonna be this year, okay? We're looking at a full roster uh, changeup. We got a revamped O line. We've got three quarterbacks that are stable that can all play starting football. You've always had like four, three or four quarterbacks in your stable. We got three starting quarterbacks. Who are your quarterbacks? Josh McCowan, who's proven last year he could play with a terrible O line, but he's already like 100 years old. Yeah. You know, so was Brett Favre when he played for the Vikings, but he still went to the NFC Championship. Brett Favre's a Hall of Famer, dude. It's not Josh McCown. I'm just saying, Josh, Josh McCown can stay out there and hold the field at least for a little while. He got Sam Darnold in the backup. He's yeah. going to sit for a year. He's got Teddy Bridgewater and Josh McCown watching him and teaching him. Oh, you know, they got Teddy Bridgewater might not be able to walk on that knee anymore, <laughs> but he can definitely teach Sam Darnold about <laughs> on the bench. So. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I guess that's a, actually a pretty good stable. I mean, that's probably better than the Bills situation. What is Teddy Bridgewater up to? He's playing for the Jets. I know, but can he walk? Yeah. Okay. He had, like, a huge surgery. Okay. You know, I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. Will Teddy Bridgewater be starting this year or next year? Probably not. But to me, it's always good to have a veteran presence of a QB who's proven that he can win before and can teach a younger guy. You know, when you got Sam Darnold, the rookie, Sitting on the bench, you want somebody on the sideline who can sit, talk with him, and be teaching him the game throughout. You know. Yeah, I heard, I heard that Donald fumbled his first snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, better, it's better than having Mark Sanchez run into the center. So you know, <laughs> anything better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy he can uh, take most of his snaps. You know. Well, I mean, you said it's proven that the you know having an older quarterback teach younger guys. I mean. When has that ever happened and given you actually a good quarterback in your entire franchise history? Oh, come on. You, you can't tell me that a good quarterback has never come out of uh Yeah, but, what, from, but have the Jets done it? Have the Jets done it? 
I mean, because any place. I'm just saying, like, any team could, right? It all comes down to the veteran QB. You guys better hope so because AJ McCarron's coming out from behind Andy Dalton playing for you guys. So you better hope that Teddy Bridgewater can teach Sam Darnold something. All right, that's that's a good point. The Bills haven't done it either, but I maybe maybe it's just an organization thing where the coaches aren't you know getting the quarterbacks to gel and have it work. I don't know. I mean, who's who's the best Jets quarterback ever? Name it. Todd Bowles has never had a solid QB to work with. He's had like Christian Hackenberg and Mark saying, you know, a bunch of nobodies to play with. Sam Donald's a real talent. And, you know, as long as they don't rush him out on the field too quick, he's got some time to sit back and watch. He's got a chance to be really good. He's got some weapons now, too. Like it's what? Hackenberg's quarterbacks is pretty low. <laughs> Sorry? He <laughs> said the bar for quarterbacks is pretty low. You know, we're, we're in a league where you got to draft your quarterback and kind of keep your fingers crossed and pray. So, you know, don't get all your money into a first, you know, top three pick QB. It's just what you've got to do these days, you know. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to yeah. build a winning quarterback. You know, you can't all be lucky to draft a Dak Prescott in the fourth round and, <laughs> you know, lead our team to the playoffs. It's just, it's just too hard to come by. Yeah, the Cowboys are fortunate. I'm not sure why you're bringing that up. Um, I mean, you know, we got Tony Romo coming off like drafted. We got Dak. They were they were a very very much unique situation. Great coaching staff, a lot of uh, veteran <laughs> leadership behind them. You know, so it's a little different. But 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 your team, the Jets. You know, your team, the Jets, best quarterback in like the last 20 years. I mean, Chad Pennington was what like number two overall. Hey, Chad Payton brought the bus. And don't forget, Mark Sanchez went to the AFC Championship oh, yeah. game his first two years on the team. Yeah, he put up some pretty gaudy stats. <laughs> he had a good defense, but, <laughs> but at least he went there, you know. He had a good offensive line. And he had Rex Ryan. What do you think of Rex Ryan since we both had him as a coach? Uh, I'm a non-believer in the Ryans, to be totally honest. I, I think they're all vocal and, and no game, you know. They like to talk, but... Yeah, you, know, you, you guys can have him. You guys can have all the Ryans. Nah, we, don't, we don't. We don't want him anymore. We dump. We dump them. Um, no, they're gone now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Ryans, all they do is shatter. You know, they're not there to actually play the game. They're like the, they're like the opposite of Bill Belichick. So. I mean, like <laughs> Rob Ryan, is he? Good God, they're ter- yeah, they're terrible. I think they're both out of the league now. So. Well, Rex is commentating. <laughs> That's true. But Rex right. uh, ruined our defense, so thanks, dude. Uh, <laughs> but y'all, y'all had a good run defense those AFC Championship years. Uh, we do now too, man. Get ready. We got Leonard Williams in the front. We got Darren Lee playing linebacker now. We got some talent. It's just a matter of uh, filling it out around the star players, you know. So who are your receivers? Is Robbie Anderson suspended? So don't okay. Don't forget, we got Quincy Newton coming off injury. Who's on the up and up. And we got Terrell Pryor, who had a completely shit year last year with the Redskins. But I'm going to venture that was more more of a system thing. Because don't forget, he did pretty damn well in the Browns with pretty much nothing else around him. So I'm going to venture that if they put enough uh, effort into Terrell Pryor, that he might come out on top. And they got Jermaine Curtis. They got some depth. Actually, yeah, that's a lot better in the Bills table. Yeah, I would, I would say our biggest weakness is really tight end where there's nobody. We got one guy who uh, got a DUI or DWI the other day. So, um, 
you know, that's that's where it's going to be the biggest struggle. There's no tight ends on the roster. But that's where Terrell Pryor comes in handy, you know, as a red zone threat. So. Is Robbie Anderson suspended or not? I thought he appealed and now he can play. You know, and who knows with these appeals, man. Roscoe flips everything back and forth so fast. I, I, I don't trust anything I see, man. I spent all last year watching Zeke go back and forth, and, you know, only God knows what's going to happen with anybody who gets suspended or not suspended. You just got to wait till the season starts. I, I had too much issues watching the Zeke saga last year. Yeah. Uh, did Was Zeke being benched really annoy you as a Jets fan? Oh, no, my God. Yeah. Just, just as a football fan in general, watching Zeke not play for as many games as he, I can't even get started on it now. I could talk about it for for hours and hours. Yeah, makes makes it, me furious. It's a weird saga. So yeah. on again, off again, Rachel Ross type thing. It's like Roger Goodell, just come to your damn mind, you know. Hey, just well, let Zeke play. At least we both. At least we all hate uh, Roger Goodell and the Patriots, I guess. We can all agree on that. Hey, you're, you're not a football fan if you don't hate Roger Goodell, so. <laughs> yeah, it, it's um, it's tradition to uh, boo Roger Goodell. And that was at Dallas, and they were booing everybody. And when they introduced the Dallas pick, it was Roger Staubach. But when they heard the words Roger, they started booing. <laughs> So a bunch of Cowboys fans booed Roger Staubach. Listen, you can't you can't suspend Zeke for as many games he is suspended in, and then just expect to bring out some NFL legends and think that people are going to hate you anymore. You know? Yeah. If Donald Trump walked out to a bunch of liberals with Bernie Sanders, they still hate him. So, <laughs> yeah. I I don't even understand that analogy. <laughs> Uh, Bill's Mike, do you have any questions for Jets Mike? You know what? I'd like to know exactly what is going on with Jalen Adams because I heard he was supposed to be like the next Ed Reed and then he did nothing. Right. Is that like Jamal Adams? Yeah, Jamal Adams. Yeah, then he said something. <laughs> Jamal Adams is a ball hawk. I want to I wanna reference a quote last year. Jamal Adams came out of the draft when people were having an argument over all like the TBI stuff, Jamal Adams came out and said that he would rather die on the field than not play the game. Uh, <laughs> he did say that. Stuff, man. That's a heart right there. That's fucking this awesome. Kid, <laughs> yeah, this kid's going to be a ball hawk, okay? And he's just starting to get the tools around him to start playing in a good system, okay? He's he's a strong safety. He's got J.J. Wilcox behind him and Maurice Claiborne on the side and Tremaine Johnson on the other side with Buster Scrine in the slot. <laughs> We got a bunch of uh, former Cowboy quarters, actually, in safeties who played on a ride now. Marinelli, the best defensive coordinator in the NFL, okay? He's got some talent, and you're mm-hmm. going to see. He's going to have some opportunities to be one of the best safeties in the league this year. Because he has yeah. Cowboys cornerbacks? You bet, yeah. There's nothing. You know, nothing makes a safety look good than his quarterbacks around him. Look at Earl Thomas with the Legion of Boom. You know, same thing with Cam Chancellor. He's playing with Richard Sherman on the side. He needs some good corners to make you be able to hawk as the Saints beat. And Maurice Claiborne had enough training at the Dallas Cowboys to now be good on the Jets to allow Jamal Adams to succeed. Are you guys going to be missing Sheldon Richardson anymore? You know, losing someone like Sheldon Richardson sucks, uh, but he did have kind of a bad attitude. And let's not forget that we've got Leonard Williams, so he's probably one of the best Big defensive ends, three, four defensive ends in the league, you know. Um, 
not to mention we drafted into the D-tackle position this year, so we're kind of hoping that some of these young guys can step up. But Leonard Williams is a run stuffer first. Um, and you can't replace Shelby Richardson, but Leonard Williams is pretty close to uh, compensating for it, you know. Sounds like you're pretty bullish on the Jets. So it's, what, what, what's your record? What's your predicted record? Uh, okay, so it's, I mean, again, it's all going to come down to the quarterback position, right? You know, again, you can't all have a Tony Romo as an undrafted free agent or a Dak Prescott in the fourth round, you know, so we got to kind of hope that our quarterbacks can come through. Josh McCallan, you know, he'll sit there and he'll, he'll hold the spot and transition for a while. I'm telling you, once Sam Darnold gets on the field, you're going to be surprised. He's got, he's got a lot of training in front of him, but he'll surprise people and they've got some weapons at wide receiver now. So eight and eight over under. Uh, I would venture they're going to be at the lowest six and ten, at the highest eight and eight. I think they're going to fall somewhere in that in that window. Oh. I would I would bet they're going to have like a, a semi average to semi just below average year, which frankly for them is for, for the Jets is really good. You know, we're talking about a team that didn't think they were going to win games in the recent past. You know. Um, don't have a lot of big names on the roster yet, but like a lot of up and coming names. So if, if we can get to eight and eight, I'll call that a huge win. And with another big draft, we're going to be in the playoffs in another two years. Well, you're just mm-hmm. ranting about the the team, and then you just go out and say six and ten, eight and eight. Thought you were about to unleash a fiery hot take here. No, man, I'm a re- I'm a realistic fan here. You know, again, we don't have Dak Prescott walking in. Just running the entire team, throwing four picks in his rookie year. You know, nobody can ask for that except for the Dallas Cowboys. So you've got to have a semi-reasonable expectation when you come to it. But I'm telling you, two years, this team's going to be back in the playoffs. Do they have any linebackers that remind you of Sean Lee? Uh, no. To be sure, no. Sean Lee is Sean Lee's the best linebacker in the league when he's healthy, okay? And playing alongside Jalen Smith, a guy who's coming off with an absolute knee tear, and probably going to have the best year of his career next year, or this coming up year. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to compare it to one of the best linebacking quarters in the league. Not to mention they just drafts Van Der Esch. You know, they've got a loaded, they've got a loaded linebacker core. We got, we did Darren Lee is okay, but you know, I don't, I don't want to compare it to some of the best linebackers in the NFL. So, how does that offensive like line? How does that compare to a team such as the Cowboys? So, oh man. Uh, you, you can't you can't keep comparing this team to one of the best teams in the NFL. You know, it's just not fair. I mean, Cowboys, Cowboys just signed Zach Warren into a huge deal for another was like four or six years. And you know, uh, and, 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 and he deserved every penny because he's the best guard in the league. Not especially you got Travis Frederick and Tyron Smith playing out there with Lyle Collins, uh, pretty much first round draft pick who got picked up as a free agent. You know, they just got a couple good pieces. We got Spencer Long, we got Calvin Beecham. Some 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 definite mainstays, but it's a little unfair compared to the best line in the NFL. You know, I I can sit here and rave about Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, and Tyron Smith till the day is done. So but, sounds like you think the Cowboys are better than the Jets in every conceivable oh, way. Come on, of course they are. The Cowboys <laughs> are going to go to the Super Bowl next year. All right, all right. You're clearly not a Jets fan. You're a Cowboys fan. What are you talking about? From just drop Jersey, it. You know? Just I mean, drop it. It's not my fault that Dak and Zeke are going to leave the best team in America to the Super Bowl next year. We're going to call the you Super Bowl. We're going to call you Cowboys, Mike. <laughs> you're you're outed. You're a Cowboys fan. All right. If you have to switch my name, I'll deal with it. But I'm just telling you, it's not my fault that 
I just have a lot of good things to say about the best team in the NFL. But so. God damn, <laughs> they didn't even make the playoffs last year. Yeah, not the <laughs> Uh, but, blame Roger Goodell for that one. Give me a full season. You're uh, you have an encyclopedic knowledge of the Jets, though. It's weird. All right. That so this is Cowboys Mike. Uh, I sub son listeners. Uh, he is the biggest football nerd I've ever known. <laughs> I will ever know. Hey, man, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can drop his his uh, nerd dump. Um, what are you in like two fancy football leagues and then you do the pick 'em game? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't in three fantasy football leagues over here. Yeah. Three, and, and you do the pick 'em, right? So, Mike, uh, Bill's Mike and I, uh, we're talking about All, All or Nothing, the Amazon show, and it, and it covers the Cowboys. Did you watch that, Mike? Cowboys, Mike? And Bill's Mike? I have not. I have not watched it. You know, I, I tend, after the whole Zeke situation, I tend to stay away from anything media-related as far as the Cowboys go, so. It's not, it's, it's like a retrospective of the season. Like, it's, if I, if my team were on it, I would, like, go nuts. Like, that'd be a good Yeah, fun. should I take a look at it? You should. I think you'd like it. Um, have you seen it, Bill's Mike? Or, yeah, Bill's Mike? <laughs> yeah, I watched the whole, the whole thing. It's, it's like the old, um, the old NFL films, video yearbooks. For, like, the yeah. Better. Yeah, it is. Um, the only the only criticism I have is that there's too much of the Joneses in it. Like, there's a yeah. whole there's a scene where they're just talking about like ticket sales, and he's like, "My son's a really good businessman," stuff like that. He's talking about fucking hot dog buns for like ten minutes. I know. They're talking about concession. It's like we're playing Madden franchise mode, and like you know, you're way too into the you know concessions side part of the mode rather than just you know, simulating that shit. Let's let's keep in mind that Jerry Jones just got inducted into the Hall of Fame for this exact purpose, you know, so of course they're going to talk well, about Well, they, they show it on the show. Like, yeah, you, you should watch it. marketing a little bit. You should watch it, Cowboys Mike. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it, you know. any Anytime I can watch uh, Zeke and Dak go out there and play well, you know, I'll take that. <laughs> but it is a um kind of interesting uh, contrast with HBO show, all uh, what is it? Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Um, yeah. I don't think they're like their format makes them like exclusive. Like you like one or the other, because you know, uh, all or nothing's just a retrospective of the year before, and and like Bill's Mike said, it's 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 like an NFL films. You know, you're just going through the season, but Hard Knocks is more of just like a projection. And also, like, you're, if you're into this kind of thing, you, you get to see, like, what it's like on the margins for these, like, NFL players trying to make it. Actually, I actually really like those storylines. Yeah, I saw the Cardinals one from a couple of years ago. I definitely highly recommend that one. That one was, uh, I forgot the name of the coach for the Cardinals, but he was, he's a pretty cool dude, so he made it really uh, fun to watch. That one was really good. Way better when the team actually goes to the playoffs, because I think, like, a year after they did the Cardinals, they did the Rams with Jeff Fisher's last year. Oh, that's that was horrible. Been going on. And the Falcons is bad. Uh, oh, they did, yeah. yeah. The Jets is good, and the Bengals. We've already talked about this. I, I talked about this with Bill Snipe. Um, <laughs> dude, who's is that? Ah, whatever. The phone keeps like making a weird fart noise. <laughs> Y'all figure it out. I mean, we could. 
keep a little bit of Let's that in just to show how big of an idiot you are. <laughs> That's why everyone on the internet and me being an idiot. Alright, Cowboys, Mike. Yeah. Cool. And Bill's Mike? We got to do a good segue. Now that you're outed, Cowboys, Mike, let's just have a honest to God discussion on the Jets. What do we really think? Because uh, they were horrible. Okay, so I was lurking on their forums just for fun. I guess Darnold's looking fine. He's looking okay. He's not fumbling at it anymore, but he's still throwing picks. Um, yeah, he's always had that. What's up, Cowboys, Mike? Yeah, and Josh McCown has a good rapport with Terrell Pryor because he's the one who uh, Terrell Pryor broke out with, right? Uh, what, what, what team was that on? It was the Browns, wasn't that was, it? Yeah, it's Josh McCown yeah. and Terrell Pryor on the Browns. Obviously, I mean, but that you have to pay like five people. Um, yeah, I mean, on paper, they actually do like a lot better. Um, I don't really think Morris Claiborne is that good, though. Those corners don't sound good. Um, so like, if they're playing the the Bills, so they're playing the Bills twice, Pats twice, Dolphins twice. Like, uh, what do we think? They how, how do we think they'd do against each team? I mean, here's, here's the thing with the Bills, right? Like, it's all going to come down to quarterback play the same way it is with the Jets. There's a lot of there's a lot of pieces around them. They got Sean McCoy, obviously. They got a great tight end, Charles Clay. But why? What's the quarterback play going to look like? They they have a bad offense um, and a, basically just a really good secondary and they're trying to build their uh, front seven. So they're I would I would describe them as like the Jaguars but just worse. <laughs> Is that a fair assessment, Bills Mike? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I, I I'd say that the Jags um, front seven are far superior to ours as of right now. You know. Yeah, they've always been. They've always had a good front seven. Yeah, so Bills, Mike, the, the Jets and the Bills play in November is their first game. Do you think we'll see Josh Allen versus Sam Donald around then? Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good matchup. I think that's a good matchup. Um, I think that's a good matchup. 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 I think that's
honestly, I think it would have to depend on how the first few games go. I highly doubt right now they start Allen out just by the way things are shaping up. He's still mostly with the third team in OTAs and mini Campbell. He has taken first team reps. Um, for the first half of the season, at least, I'd say we're going to see a lot of A.J. McCarron. Um, I guess if the season was started out poorly, I'd say sure. You'd start, you could, you could probably see Allen. They probably put Allen out there, especially if it was a home game. I forget, do we start at home against the Jets or do we start in, in Meadowlands? It's at the Jets, November 11th. So that's pretty far into the season. Yeah, it's, I hate how they do that now. And then yeah, you play in December. Uh, you play all your division rivals all at the end of the year. Yeah, it's it's stupid. Personally, I I think I'm looking at the schedule here. Um, I'm still thinking that places AJ McCarron starts at least half the year. Um, maybe the earliest I think we could see Allen would be that first home game against the Bears. Um, the week before the Jets game, because um, you know we'll have we'll have extra extra time that's coming off the Monday nighter against the Pats. Um, so if I had to put my hat on it, I'd say like sixty forty shot we see Allen um, uh, in the first Jets game. Well, for both teams, I don't want to see. Uh, I don't want to see. Like the just the veteran being the starter as a foregone conclusion, uh, you know, regardless of what ha- like I want both teams to compete, and if the rookie competes, then he can play well. I mean, uh, Russell Wilson one camp and he started. Dak Prescott one camp and started. Um, like just I don't I'm see what's wrong with like. McDermott is saying. Sorry, go ahead. I don't see what's wrong with like if in. Over four preseason games, all practices, you should know who your best quarterback is. And I don't think it matters if he's a rookie or not. I think you should just start that guy. That's true. That's true. I'm just wondering. I'm curious. Like, we've talked about the offense being as sad as it looks. Um, some people talk about we'd effectively David Carr him and that he just gets sacked to death and lose any <laughs> talent that he had to start with. Um you're absolutely right, though. Whoever earns it should earn it. I'm just trying to read into what Coach McDermott is saying. Is he um, is he saying like he wants? I I haven't been paying attention. Has he been saying that? From what I could tell, he wants to bring him along slowly. Uh-huh. Um, I, they haven't really talked. Even the most they've talked about is giving him some first team reps in practice, which they have, and he's look he's look good. He's look good. Um, it's just it's tough to read into what the the process wants. I don't really uh process. Goddamn process. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. was I was gonna say I don't think you can break a quarterback by throwing him to the fire. You know, even if it's in a bad situation, I mean the quarterback either has it or he doesn't. Sure he might play bad, but I mean he should still like make the team better. Like, I, I think, like, a David Carr situation, I don't think David Carr is just good enough to begin with. That's just, that's my thought on it. I don't, I don't believe in breaking a quarterback. Like, and I even saw it in Nathan Peterman. Like, he had that horrendous start, and he actually bounced back nice. Like, I think if you're a good quarterback, 
uh, part of it is just having that amnesia. Yeah, the Peterman game. game, the Chargers game, it, I really don't think it was as horrible as it looks because when you look at it before, he, his first interception was tipped from Patrick DeMarco on the, on the screen, right? Um, yeah. Before that, he was, what, like three for three and he like had like a perfect pass to Kelvin Benjamin for like 30 yards? No, it was like 15. Um, I mean, look, I, yeah, but still. I'm just going to warn you that I am, like, really uh, against uh, your, your opinion here. Uh, yeah, you're against the Peter man? Hey, my, uh, yeah. Cowboys Mike, you want to guess what my, my form name is? <laughs> my form name. I knew this name. was going to happen. Cowboys Mike. Uh, by the way, you gotta speak a little bit, like, try to speak louder, sorry, like, it's really quiet on my phone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you Um, Peterman threw five picks, I made it, I made my account, like, halfway through the Chargers game, and then I got onto the game forum and just started, like, shitting on the coach, I was like, I cannot believe you started Peterman, and then, like, they see my avatar, Peterman threw five picks, and I was, everybody, and I just joined the board, and everybody just thought I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was, Which like, is true. it was such a reaction, and now I have to live with it for the rest of my life, like, I am Peterman <laughs> threw five picks. Even if he's, like, 20 years from now, whatever. I mean, it's a record that likely won't get broken, so. I'm actually surprised we're talking about Peterman so much. How are we not talking about A.J. McCarron? Well, I don't think anybody's talking about Nathan Peterman playing. Yeah, what do you see in McCarron? You see a little Garoppolo in there? Bill's Mike? It could be. It could be because I... He, what was that playoff? Who did he start against in the playoffs that one year? Because Dalton was out. I don't remember honestly. The he, he played well. That's what I know. I remember he played pretty well. He threw for like, what two hundred and like two touchdowns and a pick, I think, which is not that's not bad against the Steelers. I just couldn't remember who it was against. It was against the Steelers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was 2015. That's the only thing. That was a while ago. Maybe he got better. Well, I mean, Cowboys Mike, like, take a look at his, quote, highlight reel, and uh, tell me that it's not just an A.J. Green highlight reel. I mean, A.J. Green's just fantastic at getting open and high-pointing the ball and just doing everything a quarterback needs to get a catch. Like, literally, if you look at his highlight reel, 90% of his, thro- of his best throws are to A.J. Green. I mean, you can't fault him for using his weapons, though. You're right.
Dude, you, he threw for 50 yards for Alabama in the national championship. <laughs> like, they, Roll he, he was hardly a quarterback in college. And uh, I was going to say, he uh, he's not like – I mean, he just – I you can't fault him for throwing to his weapons, but you also can't uh, evaluate him uh, if – that's all we know him from is is using a weapon like that, which we don't have in you're Buffalo. Right. Yeah, you're right, and I, I definitely agree. He's huge unknown. Yeah, that's what he is. So exciting about him, you know, it's like he could be a huge winner that had just been under the table for a really long time. You know, they were never gonna start him once Dalton got his contract. So right, yeah, yeah, he's never true. gonna have a chance. Like I said, I think they're both very, very unknown commodities, which is why I want I just want it to be a pure camp competition. I mean, AJ's started seven games or something, right? Right? Like something I think. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, he's virtually a, a rookie. I mean, granted, yeah, I mean he's he's had he's been in the NFL a while and he's had practice snaps and he knows how it works. But um, I mean he he's he'll get thrown in the fire just as much as Josh Allen would, would be getting thrown in the fire, in my opinion. I think that Bengals offense is a lot better and he's gonna uh, he's gonna have a hard um, adjustment to make. But I do want to be good, obviously. The Bengals offense is definitely better, but I think we're gonna I do like the fact that yeah, he he has a high ceiling, and I think he has he he has an okay floor. Like I I don't I don't think he'd be like really bad. And really, all the Bills need when he, as you saw from last year, Tyrod Taylor is just not garbage play from our quarterbacks. And Tyrod wasn't good. You don't, you don't want your quarterback five <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the surest way to lose a game by, by the first half. All right, well, so uh, Bill's Mike, you're talking yeah. about Nathan Peterman's five picks. So you were right. The first one, not his fault. Uh, the fullback um, bounced it up. Whatever, unlucky. Um, I think picks two through four. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I know like I think two of them were weren't his fault. But one of them, I remember, he was getting crushed by I think Melvin Ingram when he threw it. He, he I'm not sure. You want to call it his fault, or you want to call that? I want to call that his Jordan fault. Mitchell. Why would you throw it if you're getting crushed? <laughs> well, he didn't see the guy. He did see yeah, the guy. The guy was running right into his face. Every pick he threw, 
Uh, granted, like, yeah, he was he was gonna take a sack, but every pick he threw, there's a guy running right in his face, and he plays football. He plays quarterback like I play Madden, where I'm just and Mike uh, Cowboys Mike can attest to this. I just run backwards and throw it right until the pass rush gets to me. And it works It works in Madden, but Peterman literally <laughs> did the exact same thing, throwing off his back foot and just just floating it up to nobody. I mean, it, it's just bad decision-making, I thought. Like, really, it was, it, was, it was dumb all around to start him in that game against one of the best, most underrated pass rushes in the league. I mean, Balsa, Ingram. Yeah. Are, like, a, a scary good tandem out there. It's gonna be about. It's gonna be like uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb in, in um in Denver. Even I'm getting ahead of myself there, but it was a dumb thing to do because we we're just coming off a brutal loss um, on the road on the West Coast. It was, it was a stupid decision to start him. You know, at the time I was just like, screw it, let's see what he can do. It was looking back, it was obviously a dumb decision. I was like, I thought that was a game we could have won, but it's okay, we made the playoffs. Had that mattered, oh, yeah, my God, yeah, yeah. Had, had like, that playoffs, heal everything. Yeah, had had that factored in, like if we were like one game away, um, yeah, I'd I'd be on a I'd be on a different uh, page here. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I the reason I brought him up in the first place is he actually bounced back. The snow game against the Colts, mm-hmm. I thought he played well. Yeah. yeah. No, his touchdown to um the Benjamin was great. Nice, nice three step drop. Yep. In the Random snow, in the like snow. tough, tough conditions, play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I then we got the web package. I, I don't think you can. Great. I don't think you can defend this podcast. I'll defend the one. <laughs> I mean, like, like if if four of those picks weren't his fault, and you just picked that one of his picks where he just where he did what exactly what I just said, like that is just horrible quarterbacking. Like you just take the sack. Yeah. He shouldn't have had he shouldn't have thrown three of them in the first place because he should have been benched after the second one or the third one in my opinion. Because obviously he was rattled. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he didn't want to be there. And I, I felt bad because Twitter was just nailing him. I remember I remember looking at it, I was like, I hope he doesn't check Twitter or has a Twitter account. <laughs> All right, I don't think we need to spend too much time on Peterman. Um, I would say the Bills be so. I've looked at a lot of different power rankings, and it's it's got the Patriots solidly in first. Um, the Bills a clear second, and then every power rankings I see have the Dolphins and the Jets like interchangeable at like. 30 and 31 or 29 in that area. So the national media has the Jets and the Dolphins pretty bad. Um, if Sam Darnold. I think Dolphins are going to be way worse than people think. I, think I just, the, I just have a gut, gut feeling they're going to be worse. I think the Jets are going to be better than the Dolphins. I'm calling Pats, Bills, Dolphins. No, sorry. Pats, Bills, <laughs> Jets, Dolphins. And I think, and I think maybe the Jets, yeah, they could they could get to like seven and nine maybe, and maybe the Bills could, like you said, the Jets and the Bills are the most unknown commodities. So, 
I, I don't know. I, if I'm if I'm being optimistic, I'd have the Bills splitting with the um, with the Patriots. Maybe they went home. I don't know. Now nah, they probably lose that. And then I think they they went four against uh, two and two against the Dolphins and the Jets. That's my prediction. You think they, you think they sweep both of them? They did last year, right? No, we lost to the Jets in the Thursday nighter. Oh, right. well, yeah. I, I have them going three and one against the Patriots. Yeah, they could have a bad day. Um, yeah, but they definitely. They definitely swept the uh, the Dolphins pretty convincingly last year, and I don't see why they won it again because the Dolphins are virtually unchanged, if not worse. Yeah, I was surprised the Dolphins drafted secondary again. I was I thought they were going to take another linebacker or something because um, looking at their depth chart, they got um, Kiko, who's he's whatever in my book. He's 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 solid. He's nothing, nothing special. And then Raekwon McMillan, and I don't remember much of him at all. I was surprised they didn't take someone like Vander Esch just to beef up the the middle of the field. I like the Vander Esch pick. I love the Vander Esch pick. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool name. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good football name. On our first episode, uh, Matt and I were judging quarterbacks by how they looked. Like, <laughs> if they looked like a quarterback, we're like, Josh Allen does not look like a quarterback. <laughs> he looks like a high school quarterback. A little baby face. Have you seen Josh Allen? Like, his face? Hear him. Well, I, Cowboys, Mike. I know Bill's <laughs> Mike has. No, I just did a <laughs> Google it. Like he's he's just got like a baby face. He he looks like a, a Walmart greeter. <laughs> or like he a, looks like a younger Philip Rivers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. And Philip Rivers looks goofy. Oh, like yeah. Eli you, you Manning looks goofy, but like a lot of quarterbacks, like they just look like quarterbacks. Like they're grizzled Dang. beards and, sh- and shit. Stung. Just like pretty young baby face. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I mean, Brady's pretty good, and he's arguably a very good-looking man. He gives you confidence to play better. Yeah. If you have confidence with a woman, maybe you're a better quarterback. That's why Jim McCarron's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Uh yeah. All right. Well, uh, think we're think we're wrapping up. Uh, thanks for. Uh, wrap up segment. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want you want to discuss with, about the Bills or? Nah, I'm so good. Any final words? Yeah, I mean, we mostly just talk quarterbacks, but that is the singular issue. So yeah. That's a big question mark. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what's the over? One thing. What's the over under on Brady's? This being Brady's last year. Do you think yeah or yay or nay? 
We're gonna be interviewing past fans. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want. But yeah, no. Um, I don't think it's last year. Mike, Mike doesn't think so either. I might go under. I think that pressure from Giselle is getting to him. And what, what pressure from him from the uh, Tom versus Time? Uh, it's like his little Facebook documentary. And Giselle's like, yeah, he's going to be done after this year. And he's just like <laughs> kind of smirking there on the couch. He's like, we'll see. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So she wants to know. I think he had a concussion. I don't know if it was this Super Bowl or the last Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. So And he, he is a family man. Yeah. He's got, he's got a and, Super Bowl. Uh, and Belichick has pissed him off. <laughs> I mean, if I were Tom Brady and – uh, I see Malcolm Butler sitting on the bench while my defense is getting shredded. I'd be so pissed. I'd be Why did they bench him? I don't remember the reason. They never gave a reason. I mean, Malcolm Butler got what, Mike? I, mean, I, thought, I thought Butler said something. I can't. I don't remember at all. Cowboys, Mike. Uh, no, I, I just confirmed it. There was no reason he was on the bench. You know, yeah, there's Yeah, and there's all these crazy things going around. Like even on in national media, I was watching Undisputed. It's my guilty pleasure. So <laughs> it's a terrible show, but I was watching Undisputed, and they're like, Belichick did it to uh, to piss off Brady and let him know like he's in control or like some some weird like that. So. Uh, we'll definitely ask the Pats fans, and we'll we'll probably get some yeah, more clarity on that. Yeah, that's a good question. Because Malcolm Butler did get signed by another team right away for like a lot of money, so there must be a reason, but nobody knows, or and they obviously don't care because they signed him right away. All right, well, um, thanks for thanks for joining us. This was our combined Jets and Bills segment with uh, Jets slash Cowboys Mike and and uh, Bills Mike, who's yep. no, he's Bills enthusiast from the forum. All right, thanks. Stuff. Thanks for having us. Thanks, fun. guys. All right, bye. All right, take care. Bye, Mike. Didn't even say bye. <laughs> Uh, just keep it running. Uh, and that's my dad. Well, that went pretty good. That was good. That's that always quarterback. That's dominates the that NFL, was, but yeah. No, that was great. Like, that was really Except fun. for the random that was really sound. Fun. I know, I ruined a lot. I know, like he was just Bills Mike knows he was football. Ranting a, yeah, but I told you, like Cowboys Mike, like I was like he could be our. You're going through the whole Jets roster. Yeah, we we can um just keep creating fake Mike aliases and be like, all right, here's our um Niners. Uh, I'm writing that down. Yeah, here, here's our Niners correspondent. We call him Niners Mike, and then every every episode, like he'll 
actually have Just like, like we're yeah, every every episode he'll like, oh, are you a Forty Nineers fan? He'll start out really well and just have like encyclopedic knowledge of any team we give him. I don't think I can name five players. I know, God, me. like seriously, yeah. I was just like, how's he doing that? All right, call. Him. Hey, Dad. It's Matt and, uh... The other Matt. Yeah, he's Matt. <laughs> I'm Matt and other Matt. <laughs> Matty Ice, I guess, is call, my name. Call him Matty Ice, call me Matt. Um, we just finished talking uh, two mics, too, so... Yeah, we had, we, had our, we had our Jet segment, and they were both named Mike. <laughs> which, is, oh, okay. which is a funny, like... I feel like that's like a stereotypical Jets name too. <laughs> you know, like Mikey. Uh, anyways, uh, how do you want Matt to Matt other Matt to address you, Chris? Or uh, Mr. Christopher or CJ? I will call you CJ. Dolphin CJ. I'll call you Dad. I'll call uh, you CJ. <laughs> Alright, yeah. And you're our Dolphins correspondent. Okay. All right. So, um, what? Give me, give me the best thing that's going for the Dolphins coming into this year. What they, what they have going for them? Well, I think the biggest thing they got going for them is that they've got Adam Gase, who's a, uh, I think he's a good young coach. He's an offensive genius and. I think you really put the stamp on this season's team with moving out some of the veterans and some of the locker room problems like Landry and Sue. And so I think this is, this is, this is going to be his team and, and it's, he's going to put his mark on it. And, uh, and hopefully they'll, they'll come together as a team and overachieve. Yeah. The, um, uh, the Dolphins. Became a lot more likable over the offseason by dumping Jarvis Landry and Sue. Yeah, and of course, last season they also traded away a Jai. And, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, I like, I like Pouncey, but um, he could be kind of a locker room lawyer too, from what I've heard. Hmm. What did you think of that trade, by the way, when they they just let him go for a third rounder, I think, right? That of course. Was, or, it was pretty surprising to me. Yeah, I thought so too. I I was um, I was a big Ajay fan. Um, obviously, the way he ended the season before was pretty impressive, and uh, and he was just a tough, solid runner. But there were, you know, there was some talk about how he didn't give it all every single play. Hmm. Um, yeah, there were locker room problems. So I would have thought they could have gotten more for him, given you know. Given his numbers, so I was a little disappointed in a fourth round pick. But I, I have read on the on the Dolphin blogs that they're really happy with the the running back they took with that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I guess one more thing on Ajay too is that I, I've heard since they drafted him that he's had 
you know, some health problems with his knee and everything. So I, yeah, you, know, you kind of, uh, you know, you kind of wonder how much, you know, how much shelf life he has. I I think they they. But back to your question, Maddie. I I was a little. I did scratch my head a little bit. I wasn't wasn't sure I was really happy with that trade last year. I I I have a simple answer. I think Kenyon Drake's a monster. Yeah, I was about to ask about. Don't they have some pretty good? Dude, Kenyon Drake, like Wes, yeah. uh, all the running backs on and rushing guards, right? In the last few weeks. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that the, for the last five weeks of the season, Kenyon Drake was the leading rusher in the NFL. Dang. Yeah. Um, so, and they've got, you know, they, they signed Gore in the offseason, and, I you know, I don't think he's, you know, he's just getting kind of long in the tooth, so I don't know that he's a top-shelf starter, but I think as a, as a veteran backup behind Drake, I think, I, th- I think that was a good pickup. Yeah, and I, I think Drake can be the bell cow because he can do everything. He's a, he's a, he was good at catcher. Um, he was getting a lot of yards from scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. the one thing about running backs is you can kind of kind of plug and play with him. It seems like is he a good blocker? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I wouldn't. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he had around 100 carries over the last five games, so had two over 100 yards. I'm just wondering if he's if they're they're thinking he's a three down back. The reason I'm talking about Kenyon Drake so much is that in both my keeper leagues, I I'm going to keep him. I am really <laughs> high on Kenyon Drake. There he is. I think he looks like a stud. Well, let's let's hope that pays off for you because that'll be good for the Dolphins too. Um, I think their offense is going to be better. Uh, with yeah, with coming back. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I was not a fan of um of Cutler. Um, and from what I, from what I could tell last season, it, it seemed like he threw off his back foot all the time, even when he wasn't getting pressure. So I mean, he was just so inaccurate and so erratic as a passer. And I know Tannehill, there's a knock on Tannehill Hill that since he became a quarterback so late that he's not a natural passer either. But um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm thinking he's going to be better than Cutler. And, uh, and I also hope the Dolphins leverage his athleticism more than they have in the past. I'd like to see him um, use his physical ability and try to, you know, you know, do some option rollouts and things like that to sort of put the, you know, give the defense one more thing to think about. But their offensive line should be improved. Um, if Kenyon Drake is a stud like like Matt thinks he will be, then obviously that'll be, a, you know, that'll be great. Um, they did lose Landry, who even though, you know, he could be kind of a, kind of a, Kind of a problem. Um, he was a he was a talented receiver, but I'm I'm kind of hoping that uh, Parker has a real breakout season, and so I'm hoping that uh, Tannehill throwing to Parker will be a will be a good combination for him this season. Yeah, I mean Parker's coming in as the clear number one now. With Landry gone. Well, they've also got Amendola too, so I mean they've got a, a really good Ooh. possession receiver. I think Kenny Stills is still a good, solid veteran for them, and and if Parker lives up to his potential, which which he's shown flashes of doing, um, yeah, I think they, you know, Kenny Drake pans out, good offensive line. Tannehill has a good season. I think 
I think their offense could be, you know, better better than a lot of people are expecting. And Kenny Stills, they got depth at receiver, it sounds like. Um, but I'm not a fan of uh, Danny Amendola. He's injury-prone, for, for starters. Secondly, I mean, he's really only had success because he's he's like the prototype for Tom Brady, a uh, slot receiver. Yeah, I mean, if he's healthy, you know, I like I like Amendola, you know, as a as a possession receiver. Um, but I, you know, I mean, the Dolphins are paying him three times what the Pats paid him, so oh, wow. I yeah. think they're uh, getting out. But I think the Dolphins have done that a lot in the past as they, they get enamored with some player, you know, like Brandon Marshall a couple of years ago, Mike Wallace, and then, and then they just yeah. they just pay up more than they than they should. And Amadola seems like he fits into that category too. I mean, he could turn out good, and I think he's a good position receiver when he's healthy, but uh, I just wonder if they're paying too much for him. Yeah, they've been – and Mario Williams, um, they dropped Olivier Vernon – they drafted yeah. for a free agent guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like they, um, of course, it would have cost them a lot to save Olivia Vernon, but then they paid a lot for Mario Williams. Right. It would have cost them a lot, a lot to keep Lamar Miller, but then they turned around and they paid a lot for Arian Foster, who never, never even played for the Dolphins. So, so that I definitely had scratched my head over some of their personnel decisions in the last couple of years. Yeah, they. Even, they They've been like the Redskins of of years past, making like cra- crazy huge free agent signings. Well, even in Dominican Sue is you know who's a who's a really great talent, but I mean they they just paid him so much and had to give up so much of their defense to get one player. And if they were like one piece away, maybe, but they had too many holes. To plug in on defense, and then Dominican Sue, as good as he is, isn't going to plug all the all the holes just you know just by being one guy. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the defense. Uh, I mean, we got they got Kiko. I I, I just don't see much on paper. They got Kiko Alonso. That's the only guy I can think of from the front is seven. Cameron Wake isn't he pretty yeah, solid? Cameron Wake, he like he's, a, he's getting up there. Bounce back here, I think he's getting up there. Yeah. And they and they signed another defensive end. I can't remember his name, but I know that the the Dolphins press are excited about having some some really solid bookend uh, defensive ends there. We got Robert um, Quinn. It looks like maybe that's him. He's kind of up and down. I think. Um, what did you think of the Minka Fitzpatrick uh, draft? I think he's looking pretty good. Yeah, I liked I liked that pick. Yeah, I think uh, um, I didn't I, I wasn't thinking that's who the Dolphins were going to go with. I hadn't really thought mm. about their draft standing and who would be available. And but when they they picked him, it seemed like they got good value for that pick. Which, mm. like I said again, is something that kind of. I've kind of questioned about the Dolphins in the past. I mean, I, I love the Tunsell pick a couple of years ago, um, or last year, I guess that was. But then, uh, like, I remember the, that the he was sliding because he uh, a video <laughs> got released of him like ripping a a face mask bong. Yeah, the gas mask bong. Yeah, the gas mask <laughs> <weed> rip bong. 
And, uh, like 10 minutes before the draft. The jokes were like, man, he, he didn't even clear the bong. Like, he doesn't have the lungs to be an NFL player. Oh, <laughs> but I remember he was sliding in the draft, and I was like, that that was a one-time thing. Like, somebody just fished that out. Like, I was like, Bill's grabbing, 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 grabbing. Because he was like, the before that happened, and I guess after, uh, Pro Scouts graded him as, like, one of the best left tackles they've ever seen. Yeah, he's the starter, it looks like. So. Yeah, he's a beast. Um, and he's a steal at where the Dolphins got him because I think he's supposed to be like top five pick. Yeah, he definitely slid him for ways. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm just not seeing anything on their defense. So I'm seeing a, a decent offensive team that's going to be playing catch up. And I don't know. Like what? What's your over under on like eight and eight? What, what what do you predict the record to be? Uh, I I would think I would I mean I I would think they're gonna get between seven and nine wins. So I think eight and eight would be eight and eight would be right at the over under. All right. Yeah. I, um. Personal. A lot depends on what else happens in the East. I mean, like. Like everybody who's a fan of the AFC East, except for a Patriots fan, I, I keep thinking this is new. The Patriots are going to fall. Um, but I know. To happen. There's more. There's more warning signs now than ever, right? That that is true. So I I keep hoping and knocking on wood that they're going to implode. But but you know, isn't there like like a, that before? Exactly. Happened, so. And isn't there like a paranoid part of you that thinks the Patriots are just making all of this up? Like, I don't know how it would benefit them, but I feel like they would just do that. Yeah? Like that. I, I, don't know if if, I don't know if they're making it up, but I, I would not be surprised if, because it's the Patriots, that there's just, it's just blown out of proportion. A yeah. Lot, a lot of people who aren't Patriots fans want to make it a lot more dramatic than it really is. But I, I kind of think that what's, you know, that, that now that we're into the mini camps and stuff like that, that Belichick and Brady are going to, yeah, I mean, they they all like winning. I mean, they they can gripe and moan about how they're not having fun, but uh, I mean, at least between Brady, Belichick, and Gronk, like even if they're mad at each other, they're gonna be on the same page come you know week one. Yeah, I mean, they lost the Chiefs. Was it the first game of the year last year? And everybody panicked. And yeah, it always happens. You always think it's the end. Eight wins in a row later, and they're back where they're at. I will say he's lost, Tom Brady's lost some zip on his throw. He had a little. His deep ball is better this year. I was reading about it. So, I what what do you think they're over he under? Was is? The NBC, so. That's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing about the Dolphins' record too is a lot of it's going to depend on how much the Bills and the Jets improve, and uh, you know that's. That's one thing I wonder about because the Bills and the Jets both have both have young coaches. Um, but both both have I think both of them have a lot of upside and a lot of potential. So I mean, it, it, I don't I could I haven't paid too much attention to the individual moves the Bills and the Jets have made, but but I could see them uh, I could see both of those teams improving a lot, and then it could be a dogfight between you know with the Dolphins and the the Jets and the Bills as to who's going to be. Second to the Patriots, unless of course the Patriots fall off the pedestal. 
Well, we were both talking about that um, in our Jets segment. Uh, the Jets and the Bills both have rookie high rookie quarterback, high draft pick rookie quarterbacks coming in. Um, now we don't know if they're going to start, but I mean that's they're both those teams are a complete unknown at quarterback. Um, if those guys end up playing, so I'm not like gonna be like crestfallen if the Bills suck because they well, have was, their quarterbacks. Well, I was a big fan of uh, of Bulls. I'll be interested to hear the Jets segment, but I was a big fan of Bulls when the Jets hired him. I thought he was that was a great pick, but I know there was a lot of talk last year that the Jets kind of gave up on him. So. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. it seems like he started out well with them, and then, uh, yeah, they kind of just bought it. So, like, I mean, what what are you predicting just in the division? You know, like, two games against the Pats, two against the Bills, two against the Jets. Um, so, what do you – so, what was the question? Am I thinking they're going to go into the division? I guess like overall records. What are we thinking here? No, I'm saying just the six games in the division. Oh, two against the Pats, two against the Bills, two against the Dolphins, or not the Jets. Um. Well, I I'd be I'd be happy if the Dolphins went three and three in the division. You know, if they, you know, assuming that they, uh. Is that right? Three and three and six, right? Three and three. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, thinking that they may drop two against the Patriots, which which would kill me, and then they uh, sweep one, sweep you know, other. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I can see that. You know, s- split with the Bills and the Jets, and maybe get lucky, and then the you know maybe the the Jets with the rookie quarterback are aren't as strong, and they they, they steal one there. But that's that's what I would think would probably be, be kind of the high end, you know, maybe you know, maybe two and four, maybe if they're better than people think and they get lucky they could be three and three. I'll tell you what, um if Tyrod was still starting, um I don't know if you noticed this, but Tyrod was a dolphin murderer. He like by far played his best games against the Dolphins. He always would put up like got like numbers that he never puts gets close to against other teams. I don't know what it is. You notice that? <laughs> um well I I think I think so. I mean I know when uh whenever I would watch the Bills play, which was usually just when they were playing the Dolphins, I, I always remember thinking that Tyrod Taylor seemed like looked like a pretty good quarterback to me and I was never sure why the the Bills fans weren't weren't happier with him than they were, but right. And just just from the outside looking in, last year I, I just thought he got he took he got a lot of unfair criticism because their their wide receiving core was just was just so bad. I don't know how you could blame all of that on on Tyrod. Yeah. Preaching um, preaching in the choir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna jump on that take too. I mean, they gave away um, was it Sammy Watkins? I think that was a pretty big deal. And getting Kelvin, the choo-choo train, Benjamin, 
Right, and and uh, Bill stands for complaining last year that he checked it down or, um, you know, hit his tight end all the time. I was like, guys, think about what you just said. He's checking it down to Shady or he's throwing it to Charles Clay. <laughs> Those are clearly the two best players he can possibly throw to by a very big margin. Yeah, I mean, that, that was my impression left in the play is – yeah. And take that, take uh, 2016 Tyrod when he had, like, Watkins for a little bit. He, he was, like, the king of the deep ball. He would he would just throw that beautiful deep ball to Watkins or whoever gets open. Yeah. But we're here for the Dolphins. Um, yeah, so speaking of outside looking in, um Looking at Tannehill from a non-Dolphins fan, he just seems inconsistent with flashes of good. Uh, what What do you see in there, CJ? Well, I I mean, when he's healthy, and uh, you know, and Tannehill's missed a lot of games the last two seasons. Um, when he's healthy, he, he puts up really good statistics. You know, he's, he's close to a four thousand yard passer. Um, but I. I don't know. I guess I kind of question. I kind of I have a question, a big question mark about his about his leadership. And you know, I've been real optimistic because I know he didn't start playing quarterback until he until what his junior year in college. Yeah. Um, but that's crazy. He's a, he was a wide receiver, I didn't know. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. fast. Yeah. Does he? Does, so, yeah, but he doesn't seem to run at all. Doesn't run a lot. He's a scrambler. Well, and that's what I was saying earlier. I, I kind of wish the Dolphins' offense would leverage his athleticism more than they do. You know, have them have them do some, you know, you know, run to the edges with an option play or something, just to just to give the defense one other thing to think about, something else to worry about. But they, you know, I don't know if it's Tannehill or I don't know if it's the Dolphins' offense, but I, I think they, um, you know, they're, they're like so many other teams, right? They 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 want a pocket quarterback and. And uh, but yeah, I, I wish they would use his, his athleticism more than they do. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the word "pocket quarterback" is just a buzzword. Like, yeah, everybody wants that, but who cares? Like, Aaron Rodgers isn't a pocket quarterback. Um, you know, like. Well, and I'm not. I'm not saying send. Yeah, I'm not saying run up all the time or anything or shoot for a thousand yards or anything. I'm saying do it, you know, a couple times a game just to keep the defense honest. You know, just give them one more one more thing to worry about. Yeah, like use um, use every component of his skill set. Exactly, and you know, last year, uh, during, you know, Cutler had that really good preseason game, and the Dolphins fans were just going crazy, and, and I was hoping they were right. Right, because I wanted the Dolphins to have a good season last year, and they were like, "It's it's so nice to have um, a pocket, uh, a quarterback with such good, you know, natural ability, a quarterback that that's been playing quarterback his whole life and just has all the instincts because of all the experience." And they were they were obviously talking about Cutler, and you know, and kind of knocking Tannehill. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why Tannehill hasn't hasn't become an elite quarterback. But I I I kind of think it's it's more of a locker room, more of a huddle 
kind of a thing. I, mean, I just I just don't get the impression that, that that he's a real fiery leader and that he really gets the team to rally around him. Has he been improving, in your opinion? Or well, like I said, it's hard to say. I mean, he definitely has statistically, except for the injuries. I mean, he, he didn't play at all last season and the season before. He missed the last couple of games of the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, statistic. I mean, uh, not not with loss record, but when you look at his as at his percentage and his and his yards and everything, it's. Uh, you know, it's, it's been it's been incremental improvements, but it, it's it's just like it, it doesn't seem to translate into um, you know into wins. Well, I'm just thinking for a guy that you know switched to quarterback very late. Um, you all all you all you can hope for is that he's at least improving, which tells you you know how high a ceiling can get. Uh, well, and, there, and there's a lot of question marks going if he's into this not, season because he didn't play all last season, and right, so is yeah. he going to be coming off the injury, or is the year off been a good thing for him, and that he's been, he's been able to work on some of the things, and um, you know, and and assuming he recovers completely from the injury, then uh, you know, is he is he going to be fresher? Is he going to have younger legs? Uh, I so, thought this. I thought this earlier. Um, a really funny quote by Jay Cutler. Uh, I know what I'm talking about, but right, because he was uh, he was about to be in the booth that year, right? And then right. and then the Dolphins <laughs> got him in, and he says, he goes, "Well, it's a good thing I'm playing quarterback. You don't really need to be in that great shape to play quarterback." Jesus Christ! He said that right before he uh, signed with the Dolphins or joined or like started camp with them. You don't want your starting quarterback saying that, <laughs> or any any player. Like you don't, you don't want your Not kicker caring. saying that. Yeah. God. I don't know. I mean, I, is he I like officially out of the league now? Is he gone? Yeah, I think I'll be. I don't analyst. know why. Just, just, just don't care for him. But you know, there was a lot of optimism last year because you know one of the best seasons he ever had, if not the best season he ever had, was. That season, his second to last season in Chicago, when Adam Gase was his uh, was his offensive coordinator. Right. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why there was a lot of optimism with the Dolphins last year because they thought, well, okay, Adam Gase, Jay Cutler's his guy. Um, Jay Cutler's going to have the kind of season he did when he was in Chicago under Adam Gase, but it, obviously it just didn't work out. And, and it's hard to tell. I mean, it, it, you know, maybe it was. I mean, it wasn't all Cutler's fault, but. Like I said earlier, I mean, so many, so many times he would drop back, and he wouldn't even be pressured, and he would just throw off his back foot, and the ball would just sail over the receiver. And I just, I just, it was just so frustrating to watch as a Dolphins fan. <laughs> it's not all Cutler's fault, but if you pull a guy out of retirement, you can't expect him to, you know, just give his blood, sweat, and tears to the game. True, um, but a lot of the work- a lot of the reports I, I read said that he was having fun and he was and he was real fiery and and um, you know so I, I didn't read a lot that he that he was checking out or just going through the motions. But well, cause um, I say that because uh, the Bills did that with Kyle Orton. I think Kyle Orton was ready to retire. Uh, the Bills grab him, and Kyle Orton was you know the best quarterback we had had in a while. 
But, you know, there were plays where he was obviously just, I mean, yeah, he'd make great throws and stuff, but he would, he was protecting himself for sure. He, like, crucial, uh, I think we went 9-7. We could have gone 10-6 if he wins this game. Crucial game, late season. He, um, he starts running. It's like fourth and one, and he just slides, like, before the uh, the the line of scrimmage, and there's not even a defender around him. <laughs> it was like the most bizarre thing. Like uh, I, I was just like, that's what happens when you take a retired quarterback out of retirement. He was good though, and I don't really remember Jay Color being. I guess he he was serviceable. I mean, the backup quarterback position is like the most fascinating position because like. You get to chill on the bench, kind of. You have to be ready to come in, but you also get paid, like, a ton of money. So, like, um, was the guy for the Vikings? I have a hard time, like, you know, being engaged, you know, because, like, yeah. you have no Pulling idea if you're going to go in. Yeah, because, like, I can just sit, sit there and just be like, I know I'm not going in today, so I'm just going to relax. And then you'd be like, oh, crap, he's down, I got to go in. <laughs> Yeah, so like um like Sam Bradford keeps getting jobs. Um yeah, Mike Glennon he keeps getting jobs. Uh the guy for the Vikings I'm completely blanking now. Case Keenum? Yeah, Case Keenum, he was not that good. He just kinda came in. It's weird how they either come in and do well or they're ready to retire. I always like Case Keenum. Well, that's nice. I think I think Case Keenum's legit, and I I think the biggest problem he had is that he just played on some really bad Texan mm. and really bad uh, Rams teams. But uh, yeah, not to mention I think he, I, not to mention Jeff Fisher is a no known quarterback killer. <laughs> well, true. you know, and, and those games he had against the Oilers. I mean, you look at um, I'm sorry for with the Texans, right? <laughs> You're old. I know, I know. <laughs> but you look at, um, you know, what, you know, some of those other quarterbacks couldn't do anything with that team either. You know, Schaub and, and you know, so I mean, that didn't make any difference who the Texans had a quarterback. Yeah. They, I mean, they yeah, just true. didn't have the, the talent around them. Did they have the hundred, DeAndre Hopkins at the time? I don't think they did. No, not, I not so. that. No, that yeah. Andre Johnson. They had an aging Andre Johnson. Yeah. Right. Um, don't the Dolphins have Brock Osweiler? Well, I don't know. He's with I, the Broncos. I saw that they, they've got that, what was his name, Sales, that they had. Oh, David Fales. Now. Yeah, uh, Bill Sands know him very well. Yeah. Right. So, so last year, obviously, they had, um, Cutler and Moore and, they do and Sales. And then I heard in the, I, I saw in the offseason they picked up the Jets backup quarterback, um, Petty. Oh, yeah, and, from Baylor. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, and Brock Osweiler. <laughs> um, and, of course, they got Tannehill back. They didn't bring Cutler back. And I I was looking at their roster the other day, and I didn't see Matt Moore. And I don't know um, if he retired or or they let him go and he moved on or something. But, yeah, they've got – you know, I think they're – I think they're basically looking at Tannehill as the starter, and then I basically – I think they're just having a quarterback carousel to who's, who's going to – to see who's going to be his backup. Yeah. I remember very vividly um, when the Bills went to playoffs, uh, there were two games going on, the Bills-Dolphins and then the Bengals and the Ravens. 
and we needed the Ravens to lose. And I remember just looking at the TV, and I see, like, who the fuck is playing quarterback for the Dolphins? And then I look, I look closer, and I'm like, oh, David Fails? <laughs> and I just I, – I didn't even pay Hell. attention to the Bills game. Hell. I knew they were going to win. And uh, so I just I, – I was watching the, the Bengals-Ravens, like, because that was the – the playoff game for us. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think what the Dolphins did is I figured, you know, they know Matt Moore. I mean, Matt Moore, I mean, I've always been a Matt Moore fan, but he's getting up there in years, so I think they were looking to see what, it, what do they have in this kid. And from what I've read, Adam Gase seems pretty high on him, so. Yeah, I mean, they, I guess I just wanted to give him a shot in an NFL game, and they knew the Bills were obviously playing to compete for the playoffs. Well, and, so. and, and that game was meaningless for the Dolphins. They weren't going anywhere, you know. So. Right, but fails, fails. It wasn't meaningless for the the defense. Fails was up against, so they they got a good test run out of them, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I I think that's it. Uh, you have anything more you want to add? Final words. Final words. Uh. No, I'm just I'm just an eternal an, an eternal optimist. So I'm just hoping that um, I think I mean it's a young team. They've made a lot of changes. They moved a lot of veterans out of there. But I'm just hoping uh, you know Adam Gase will get these guys pulling together as a team, and maybe they'll maybe they'll overachieve, go go nine and seven, and sneak into the playoffs, and then just just build for the future. I think every fan of the AFC East that's not a Pats fan feels the same way. Every NFL fan's the eternal optimist. Well, it's different than the AFC East because you know that you're Except not going to win the King. division. You're not, you're not just going to like go 9-7 and win the division because it's a weak division that year. Yeah, it's never going to be a weak division. But what if Brady there's always There's always going to be a 14-2 and two team at the top, and you, so you're always just like, well, maybe they made the wild card. It's different. <laughs> it's different for AFC East fans. That's true. That's true. Well, one one thing that was interesting last season, I read I read one article during the season when it was clear the Dolphins were not going to have a good season, and they were they were comparing Adam Gase to uh, Tony Sperano. and you know oh, Tony wow. Sperano with the Wildcat, his first season there took yeah. over the playoffs. That was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they be, and they beat the they, Patriots. Uh, they're, they're killing the AFC. Well, they, well, they swept East. the Patriots that year. They swept oh, wow. the Patriots, and then they sweep the, the Jets, too? They might have. Yeah, and it was, it was Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ricky and Ronnie. That and, was so and, uh, cool. And nobody had ever seen that. And they won, um, I'm pretty sure they won the AFC East. I'm, I'm pretty no. sure they were the last team besides the Patriots to win the AFC East that year. They were. I thought they won the AFC East, and like I think the Jets stuck in. No. Uh, I don't know if the, the Jets were a wild card that year. Maybe it was the next year they were a wild card team. But I'm gonna um, I'm gonna fact check. Well, we don't fact check on the show, so I'm not gonna fact check you. <laughs> uh, but uh, but that was Sperano's first year as a coach, and uh, and then the next year, you know, the wheels started to come off, and and they eventually, you know, Todd Bowles actually was their their interim coach when they got rid of Sperano and. And they moved on from there, but um, but they were comparing Gase's first two seasons with Sparrow's first two seasons, and uh, everybody, including me, are really high on Adam Gase and think he's an offensive genius and he's going to be a great a great coach. But when you look at it, 
Gacy hasn't had any more success at Miami. His first two seasons than Sperano did. And, uh, and Sperano didn't survive his third season with the Dolphins. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping Gase is, is going to turn things around here, put up a, put up a decent season and then just keep building for the future. All right. Well, the eternal yeah. optimistic Dolphins fan <laughs> and also my dad. That's a good, uh, forum name. Eternal optimistic. Yeah, that is a good form, Nate. Mine is Peterman through five picks. So. Damn it. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Dad. Well, if you're going to be a Dolphins fan, you know, <laughs> you have to be an optimist. So. All right. Thanks, Dad. All right, see you, Mandy. Ice. See you, Matt. All right, good having you on. Bye. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, the Pats guys are ready. Just keep it running. Um, you do it. Yep. So I'll give, you, I'll give you the numbers in a minute. Alright. Okay. So I'm going to give you a number. Dan, it's Matt. Hey, man, what's up? And the other Matt. So, we're going to call you Dan the Pats fan. Okay. All right. That's, uh, not, that's not the worst thing I've been called. What, what else runs to Dan? Dan the fan. Uh, I'm just saying. Other things. Okay, so, what, are you guys going to ask me questions and I have to do results for this? Right, well, we're just kind of BS. <laughs> hey, well, no, I, I have another caller, so we're going to put you on hold or something. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, but we're going to get you in a conference call real quick. All right, one second. Cool. All right. All right, what's your number? All right. Uh, DC. All right, hang All right. on, Dan. Fail. This guy's being an idiot. Uh, but go ahead and start shit on the bills. You're, 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 you're being recorded right now anyway. You want me to start shitting on the bills? <laughs> I'm not gonna there's, do it. There's nothing. There's nothing to shit on. You guys have Josh Allen, and that's about it. So it's <laughs> like another lovely five and eleven season, <laughs> and, and hope and hopefully three years from now when Brady dies and Belichick murders someone and it's kicked out of the league forever. Yeah. You guys can move, move up to eight, eight, nine, and seven. Get a nice wild card spot. You know, that's all I can hope for. Uh, I mean, it happened last year, and uh, that was the that that was the first playoff game I've had since I was like three. Yeah, and, and the saddest thing is, is even I'm trying not to be a complete asshole, but I mean, sitting back and looking at the Bills' season, it was miraculous that they even snuck into the playoffs. <laughs> no, nobody thought they were going to do anything in the playoffs. And they, and they didn't. kind of, they kind of, <laughs> did, they kind of did, but didn't. But Jacksonville just—I don't know what Jacksonville was doing. They uh, had a—they had a really good secondary, so they were basically like a nerfed Jacksonville Jaguars. So imagine the Jaguars playing themselves. All right, if you were betting the Vegas odds on the overall score, bet the fucking under every time. It was. <laughs> watching that, watching that game made me miss the Cincinnati Houston game that we got like four oh, years God. in a row. That was just absolute garbage on the Saturday afternoon. Because that Bills Jaguars game was just disgusting. But no, I don't. I actually, of all the teams 
in the AFC no. East, I have the least amount of problems with the Bills because I think their fans are great. I love the fact that they're a terrible team that does not look like it has a great future right now because they're stuck in the NFC East. But, but they show up every week and they jump through tables and get hammered <laughs> and think, think their team's going to win 10 games. All right, so uh, Matt's getting the other Pats fan. Yeah, the other Pats, Patriots asshole. Uh, yeah. So right, we're gonna try this again. You t- tell me when I'm wrong about anything I said about the Bills right there. I I actually wasn't there to hear you. Oh, I do. Uh, d- trust me. Uh, it's a podcast. So I'll hear it. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're the- so Dan and I are in the same fantasy football league. Oh boy. And uh. So I'm always like, yeah, man, the Bills might be pretty good this year. And uh the Patriots and Dan's like, yeah, you can have September. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll have December. I'm just like, God damn it, Dan. I'm like, fuck you. Every, every year, every year, you just count on, are there problems with the New England offensive line and Tom Brady? I know, right? Yeah. Figure this out? It's like two weeks, maybe. He's like, Dan's like, you can have September. Uh, we'll be fine January. Yeah, <laughs> Honestly, for the past, and I, I complete. Let me just say, all Pats fans are complete spoiled assholes, and anyone who tries to say that they're not spoiled assholes is a liar. Well, seven, uh, 17, 17 years of dominance. <laughs> I, I I almost don't want to call this other guy in because uh, he is a very uh, sensitive Patriots fan. Oh, I'm, I'm, you know me. I'm sensitive. I'll fight. I'll fight. I'll fist fight someone. All right. So so right spy a conspiracy. We were literally just joking about the just all the how funny it was that like the Patriots have all all this like habitual you know line stepping coming to the news, yeah. you know, be it real or not, you know, it's just kind of funny, yeah. right? Yeah. So he was he was listening to it and he's like, "Wow, like these conspiracy theories are bullshit. Like what the fuck?" Was like, I was like, "You really think Spidey's a conspiracy theory?" <laughs> <laughs> The only conspiracy theory that I buy into is because the Patriots have been habitual line steppers, and everyone in the league hates their their coach more than anything in the world. Like every, I don't think there's one person outside of the New England front offices, except for all the city coaches that Belichick's gotten head coaching jobs, that likes him. You think Cleveland so, likes Bill Belichick? So I think that anything, anything the Patriots do. I think the only valid criticism you had is, well, if the Browns did it, no one would give a shit. I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's sure. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's not wrong. If the Browns deflated the ball, no one would care. You'd be like, hey, they're doing what they, what they need to to win. They went 2 and 15. See, and like, that's another conspiracy theory. Um, before Deflategate, uh, the Patriot, or, there's a point in time where the Patriots phoned the ball a lot. And then at a very specific point in time, they like never fumbled the fucking ball. And it's known that you it's conspiracy theory, I admit, but it's known that it's a lot easier to hang on to a flat ball than it is to uh so I'm not talking about Brady's throws, I'm talking about like the ball carriers. Yeah, no, I yeah, that's at, I have seen those charts and graphs and I can tell you right yeah. now that I got I got down in my hands and knees. And prayed that the, that, that, that the two seasons following that they would continue to not have like any fumble numbers, 
Yeah, yeah. like their fumble numbers just spike up right after yeah, the play game. It was terrifying. It was terrifying. I was going to be like, the Patriots running backs have fumbled eight times this season. <laughs> in the past, in the, that's more than the last four seasons combined. And then when it turned out to be like, it's statistically normal, and then I could just go into my little hidey hole, put blinders over my eyes, and be like, see, there was nothing. You guys are all crazy. Then I just like, I, my conspiracy is to call you crazy. Yeah, we are. We are. Like, uh, I, I'm thinking of this whole, like, Patriots. My my new conspiracy is that all this Patriots unrest going on this offseason is all fabricated by Tom and Belichick. I don't know what they're – I don't know why they're doing it, but they're doing it for some reason. And we're going to find out soon. Baltimore. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you right now, I, I was ready to come on here and, and pretend that – I wasn't at least somewhat nervous about what's going on. Uh, and then I just, I don't know. I really, I just think if you're 41 years old, you can be tired of showing up to training camp for 18 years when it's not <laughs> mandatory. Yeah. Like, I really, I don't yeah. Like, yeah, you're totally like, entitled not to show up to tra- training camp. sucks. Brett Favre did it. He, he would retire just so he wouldn't have to go to training camp. And then he just, <laughs> he'd unretire and he'd, just because, and he admitted, he's just like, I hate training fans, it's useless. Like, yeah, and when, and, and the same thing with, I know that Brady's not the oldest Brady, but he's been so injury prone. He has a healthy year last year, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to show up for these voluntary sessions where I throw on pads and sprint down the field when, was it two weeks ago, that linebacker from Detroit or something was doing like a shuffling drill, and he's out for the year because he tore his ACL. Like, I, I get that. If you don't have your contract, Gronk has two years left on his deal. If he gets hurt, he's, <laughs> you know, that this might be his last deal if he gets hurt for the 37th time. <laughs> yeah. I, um, we're we're, we're going to throw on the other. I Honestly, in retrospect, I wish we just had you. But <laughs> we're going to throw on the other Patriots fan, and he is a uh, he's a very, he's a sensitive Patriots fan. Good. This will, this will be funny. All right. So Matt, punch it in again. That's all we're gonna call him. Dane Pat's fan. Alright, so add what's the number? Uh oh yeah, I just point. I like how we're not talking about AFC East dollars. Talking about like random Patriot shit. Oh, uh, for sure. We haven't even started on <laughs> predictions. I still haven't got my Malcolm Butler answering on one. Oh yeah. That'll be the last time. Neil. What's going on? Alright, do we have Dan on? Uh, let me merge him. Merge yeah. you in. Alright, so, the belly of the beast. We have two Pats fans in a conference call. I'm surprised the phone hasn't exploded. It's being recorded by Belichick right now. Yeah, yeah it's been He's Belichick tapping my phone right now. For plays. We're just manning the wall. We're showing support for our team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is Emil. Emil, meet Dan. Dan, the Pats fan. Neil. Emil. Emil. Damn. I hope there's enough room for both of them. <laughs> well, there's so many. Uh, you and I probably here, so there's there's plenty of room. I think we're safe. Yeah, uh, I'm the only Bills fan here, so I'm not, I'm not a member. Y'all can y'all can shred me all you want. Um, 
Why? Why did Malcolm who's Butler? The other, who's the other guy on here? We have a Bills fan. And who's who are you a fan of? He's just my co-host. He, he doesn't do anything. Matt the Panthers fan. <laughs> oh, Panthers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, you, didn't see, you didn't see the North Carolina phone number calling in. I'm too lazy to look at stuff like that. Yeah, who knows all the area codes? <laughs> all right. Anyways, all right. Malcolm Butler. Why didn't he start? Starting high. Yeah, we're gonna put we're gonna put you on the on the on the grill. Uh, he was sick beforehand. He was inconsistent all year. Sick of Belichick. And <laughs> Belichick overreacted, and you saw possibly the worst defense in a Super Bowl, uh, and a any Super Bowl I can remember. So. Yeah, I think I think the number one thing that you are 100 percent correct on is Belichick overreacted. It was a mistake. I'm not afraid to say it was a mistake because I don't care what anyone says. When who was that little who was that little guy? Was it Nelson Aguilar? Who was the who was the guy in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? One of their little slot receiver bastards caught like four passes. I think it was their their running back. They had like uh, no, 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 a third a, running back that was blowing up that game. And he and he caught like four passes, and three of them were for first downs. It just, in my heart of hearts, I believe that Malcolm Butler may have been able to stop one of those passes. Is he a slot? Maybe one. Is he a slot corner? Well, he would have, they would have shoved his ass in slot corner if, if they were getting grilled there. Yeah. Um, yeah, he would have been better than Jordan Richard, which you know. Who's a safety? Yeah, but that's 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 what they were at at that point. Yeah, because yeah, uh, yeah. the Patriots had a lead in going into the fourth quarter, and I remember the Eagles went on like an eight-minute drive that just sucked a lot of oh. the momentum and life out of it, and just took it was it eight in. minutes and like nine first downs. It was just exhausting. The best part of the Super Bowl to me was uh, when Tom Brady dropped the the play, the the trick play, <laughs> and then Nick Foles does the exact same thing and just athletically just looks way better than Brady and beats them at the end of the game. But do you know the reason why, and a lot of Pats fans hid behind this and tried to be all tough, like they weren't that upset about the loss. And trust me, I was pissed off that they lost. I was angry. Yeah, why wouldn't you be upset? But he had two two chances. Like the Patriots still, for how bad their their defense was the entire game, they had two shots inside of two minutes to go down and tie the game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady I mean, set the record for passing yards. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to say? The playoff they, record. They, they were there. I'm going to come out and say that, that was probably the least painful Super Bowl loss. I mean, I don't even know. That's, that's a kind of ridiculous thing to say, but that's the point where we're at now. Yeah, it was, it was, like, a, it was like a nine and a half on a one to ten instead of an 11 when you lose to the Giants. I mean, the the most painful has to be the first Giants one, right? No, uh, second one. For me, no, the second one. Second one? Yeah. Second one. The first one was like PTSD shock. Not to, you know, I, this is oh, an NFL podcast. This is an NFL <laughs> podcast, so I fully support the troops, and we should all stand for the flag. I think that's the company line. But, I'm just saying, you were just like, you were just like shell-shocked when you, when you watched that game. If you were a pass fan, you were like, what the hell? We just watched this team destroy the league for four months, and 
what the hell happened. It was like shocking, but the Giants. Damn, we do not use military terms on this podcast. Shout so. out. I mean, uh, <laughs> that is just, that is very offensive to the flag and everything we stand for. Uh, you won't stand for it. Well, then I got that news for you. <laughs> Big news. Do you kneel when you're watching the TV? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Whenever I'm at a bar and they start playing, I yell at everyone who's sitting at their bar stools. That's how much I love the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the new rule is um, if you want to protest against the national anthem, you can't be seen. You have to be in the locker room. America. Yeah. Well, we don't have to worry about that with the Patriots. I don't think Belichick allows anyone to do anything like that. So... I don't think they're, Belich- they're all gonna they're all gonna stay in the locker room. Are you kidding me? That's, isn't that was the way it used to be? Was no team was on the field for the national anthem? Yeah. So and I go back to that. I I heard I heard from a trusted uh, source that Belichick puts chip implants in a lot of his players. Is that can you confirm or deny that? Accurate. You see it? Yeah. Totally accurate. Completely accurate. Yeah, do, you do your job. Think about, think about it. What does that mean? Do your job. Follow your programming. Follow your programming. <laughs> That's what it means. Well, what does that mean for Gronkowski? I mean, is he is he not accepting the programming? That's yeah, I, I think is. Uh, no, 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 he's like he's one of those Westworld robots. Yeah, yeah. He became self aware. Trying to get back You know, he, he owns a he owned a horse called Gronkowski in the in the, in the in the last uh, race. What was it what was the race? The Kentucky Derby. The yeah, the Belmont. Um, and uh, his odds were sixty nine to one. Did you see his interview? Him and his brothers each bet sixty nine dollars on the horse. His odds were sixty nine to one. I know. <laughs> and like he can't even come up with that. Like that was just the universe. It's 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 a it's a world to live in. Unless he bred a horse uh, specifically to hit that sixty nine to one odds. Which I wouldn't put past him. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm in the minority that I actually think Gronkowski is smarter than his public persona. Which I'm not saying very smart, but mm-hmm. I am saying. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's your mark right there. If you're a con man and once he retires, you want to pitch a business idea. So you just have to put the number 69 as many places as possible in the business planning document. Yeah. I think he's really football smart. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to trust him to do my taxes, but I think, uh, <laughs> I think he knows. I think... There's, there's those two different types of smarts. Like, I'm completely stupid when it comes to math. That's why I, you know, do what I do for a living. Oh, uh, because I can't, I can't do math at all. And I think that he is a football genius. I mean, you don't spend all these years with Belichick and Brady and all this trust in us. If he's a complete doofus. Now, I mean, the minute he comes the stand and sees a girl in a phone back bikini, <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, he's going to look like I would do the same thing. Gronk's like, the girl. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're not, you can some stuff. Uh, Dan, you sound like you're underwater right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't. All right, well, you're, you're clear now, but, yeah. 
You're going on a Sorry. rant, and uh, it's probably pretty good that you're underwater. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, so did you guys see the Tom versus Time series on Facebook? No, I didn't because I don't have a weird obsession of Tom Brady like all the haters do. Sorry, he's a he's a supporter back, you know. I don't need to know every every intimate detail. Yeah, I mean, please go ahead, Panther fans. Tell me about He's it. just a quarterback that's the greatest of all time and currently playing right now. Uh, wait, and, yeah, what? I'm curious that's about his life. Is. Is. So, is that a Bills fan saying that? Wow. How can you say he's just a quarterback? Single, Thank you very much. All right, go ahead, Dan. Other than him kissing his kid. That was a mess on that. Other than him kissing his kid and uh, it being a complete commercial. For his workout program, which works for him, by the way, so I can't really knock him for using it. Wasn't there something um, about Giselle um, saying, uh, yeah, Tom's hanging it up pretty soon. And, she gave and, an interview, no, it was, I think it was Jay Fuey said that they went on vacation together, like as couples or something, and she was asking Jay Fuey to tell Tom <laughs> to hang it up. Alright, does Tom listen to her? Uh, weren't they on, not, because I think that was a year ago. Yeah. Okay. Weren't they on the couch, kind of talking about it, and he was just, she's like, "Yeah, he's about to hang it up." And he Tom probably just tells her that every year. He's like, "One more year, babe. One more year." <laughs> the most, the most awkward thing, because I watched it with my wife, and we were watching it, and the most awkward and real part of the entire interview was them sitting on a couch and talking <laughs> about it, and she said something along the lines of. You know, he just loves what he does. He just loves going out there with the guys. And she was saying it in a way of like, he has a drinking problem. You know, we're going to catch <laughs> yeah. him. Daddy loves football. That's all I know about daddy. <laughs> yeah. She, she, my wife turns to me and she's like, oh my gosh, she wants him to quit so bad. <laughs> And he was doing like the awkward, like rubbing her like thing. They're like sitting next to her and like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> So I mean, your your wife could just sense she, that women woman vibe. What do you think is gonna happen when he retires? He's gonna be terrible. They'll will divorce immediately. I mean, he's a he's She'll a marry Jimmy Garoppolo. He has to have, he has to, he has to continue playing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was one of those. Hey, it's cool to see him actually look like a human and talk to his kids <laughs> like a human being. Yeah. He's actually because a good it's family, been, man. It's, it's been 17 years of him doing press conferences. I just want to do what's best for the team. I'm out there every day working hard. And then you like see him joking around with his kid and yeah. throwing a football at the back of his kid's head. And you're like, oh, he did <laughs> But, you know, I, I would do it for any athlete, not just, you know, my favorite quarterback of all time. If you told me that, yeah, I don't, it was I don't know. It's like, it's like James Harden was doing it. I would watch it. It would, just, it would just be James Harden going to strip clubs all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't watch anything like <laughs> any perfect. documentary. Any documentary about an elite athlete. A day in the life. life. I will watch. James the Harden would be right on. The scouting report on Tom Brady's son doesn't sound very good, at least from what you just said there. I mean, the ball actually hit him in the head. <laughs> well, he, he, was he was playing. I think he was joking around with his kids here. Do you have kids? Do you not have kids? The, the most no fun thing you... The most fun thing you can do with a kid is hit him in the back of the head with a football. Did Tom, did Brady like 
does Brady like throw his hands down and, and like you know like exhale like very forcefully and stare around and look really pissed off after his run didn't get completed or or what? There was there was one moment where I was cracking up where he was at. They were, he, they followed him to like Hong Kong or something, and he was doing and he was throwing to all these, you know, foreign kids and foreign players, and they were doing like a simulation. And these kids dropped like eight passes in a row, and his face was like, "Oh my god, how long am I gonna be here?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was pretty, I think I have to watch it just for that. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff. It's only like two hours, all of them combined. So. Okay. What is, so, what are these, um, I need to know this, just as a team collective, our floor is 10 wins, <laughs> and our, our ceiling is, you know, anywhere from 13 to 14, yeah. 10, barring yeah. injury. Yeah. What are, what are some of the arguments, like, what are these Dolphin fans getting excited about? What are they thinking is going to happen with Danny M and Hola, who should not be on the field for you know, like five snaps a game? So, you like, got... You guys are the last of our segments, so we did talk to a Dolphins fan, and we did talk to a Jets fan. Yeah, great question. And we did, we are Bills fans, and you're the last, and so we've addressed all this. Um, and yeah, uh, my dad's our, our Dolphins correspondent, and he is not, I mean, he likes Danny Amendola, but uh, not for three times what the Patriots were playing saying him. I mean, I love Danny Amendola. He's done, he did so much for, you know the Patriots, but yeah. he's not an every he's not an everyday wide receiver. Turns he's out week three or four with Tannehill throwing to him, and then I'm gonna sit back and be like, God, that sucks watching him rip off the field. Turns out when you go to the <laughs> Patriots, your market value just goes up three times as much. Let's be honest here. I don't think I think the Dolphins' chances, you know, depend on more than just how Danny Amendola plays. I mean, well, yeah. What's, I mean, that's their that's addition. It's just Did funny he talk seeing about their draft at all. Yeah. The Dolphins draft. Yeah, we we yeah. covered this. We're we're not we're not here to talk about the Dolphins, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> we're here. We're here to shit on the other fans of the AFC. <laughs> no, we're here to talk about the Patriots. All right. Here, I will, here, I will tell you why I'm asking. Who's the, the Patriots draft? The reason why I was asking that question is because what hope do the Jets with Sam Darnold? The Dolphins with Tannehill and the Bills with Zero. they have and Josh Allen. Think like what do they think they have? That is at five and one, four and two at the worst for the Patriots. No, we're, we're just saying we know every year it's a given that we won't yes. win the division and that hopefully we get a wild card nine seven or something. Yeah, and that's, two of those losses being from the Patriots. You know, like if. If our division rival was somebody else, those those two losses could be wins, and we'd be like eleven and five and division leader. Yeah. Well, remember. Swap remember, the Patriots and the Browns, and the AFC East looks a lot better to me. <laughs> remember, we we were talking about conspiracy theories earlier. I will say to all the lovely Jets and Dolphins and Bills fans out there that the one conspiracy theory that I completely subscribe to a hundred percent was that. I think Tom Brady wanted to walk away after, or was really seriously considering walking away after the uh, the Super Bowl, the twenty-eight to three comeback after that Falcons Super Bowl. And had he walked away and done that, and we had Jimmy Garoppolo, you guys would be you guys would be so screwed for another ten years. Like that's probably the biggest win for the 
Another AFC East team is that we have no quarterback that's already turned. No. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> no, but... Oh, you, you don't have uh, another dynastic quarterback. I feel... That's what I'm saying. Crocodile the biggest win. The biggest win they've had in years. That, that's what people expect. We don't... I mean, even if you still like Garoppolo, like, I would expect a drop-off. I mean... The only, like, Hall of Fame, back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks is, like, Joe Montana, Steve Young, and Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't happen. I don't even think Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo's, I think, uh... Was, watch, your, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth about that beautiful boy out in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, they had too many good-looking quarterbacks in, uh, in New England, right? Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Colin Kaepernick was the shit in his day, and... Turns out you have an offseason of scouting tape to watch, and quarterbacks look a little more human. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I, I, just, I have to agree. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you mm-hmm. really, we're, we're, going, we're talking about the next year ahead, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how, how, how Janine Garofalo does, but, you know, he's not on the team anymore. we got to forward. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking. Do you have a chip in your head, Emil? <laughs> but the worst Are you the doing your job? has been since they traded, since they traded him and got the second ladder is everyone jumping up and saying, why didn't you just keep both? And you have some people who, you know, understand how cap works. <laughs> yeah. And the they would have to sign him. Expensive, like $15 million. It's always the world against the Patriots. It really well, is, you know. It's hard it enough for us as it is. But <laughs> everyone gangs up on us, you know, it's like, you know, when it rains, it pours. But the reason why I even brought up Garoppolo is because we already talked about New England's going to have a rough first four games like they do every single year. They have a new left tackle. They drafted a guard who may play tackle from all the stuff I'm reading about. So they Brady's, play no scheme. They rotate yeah. their offensive line. Brady, Brady's going to be 41, though. Brady's 41, and he usually takes his worst hits at the beginning of the year. And the reason why I brought up Garoppolo is because I'm, I'm hoping the TB12 and all that voodoo science they do <laughs> actually works. When I'm 41 years old, if he gets hit and they go down, Brian Hoyer is not bringing this team to 11 or 12 wins. You know who else is in TV 12? Uh, Julian Edelman. Uh, He's suspended for PEDs, and they don't even know what it is. They're just going to (laughs) suspend him anyway. They're they're like, this shit's shit's too good. It was an anabolic steroid analog. They don't, they don't, if they find some compound in your pit, they don't know what it is. They don't ban you for that. They, they, don't have it classified, but they have strong position as an animal. So, yeah, I mean, that's, out there. that was a, so that was a joke. Here, here's, here's, my hot, here's my hot take on the Edelman thing. I don't care. He tore, <laughs> he, tore his, he tore his knee in half, 
And if he wants to go out and take some take some steroids to make his knee grow back together so he can go back out and run into 250-pound grown men who are trying to literally murder him all the time, I'm kind of like, yeah, you do what you got to do, man. That's fine by me. And, I, and that goes for that goes across the board. Even as much as I hate the whole Peyton Manning steroid double standard and all that sort of stuff, he broke his neck in half. You want to take some steroids to get your neck to work so you can put a 30-pound helmet on it and get rocked? By a bunch of linebackers, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that, dude. Knock yourself out. But I will be very interested to see how this unknown substance and all this appeals go because I, I'll be. It might be a blessing in disguise because you can help it to get healthy for another month and maybe get some of these younger guys some more reps. All right, this yeah, is. He, this doesn't, he doesn't have much time left. I mean, it's really who's gonna who's gonna take those targets underneath and. I think it's going to be Mitch's, uh, mix and match every week, but I think they they have the people to replace them. This is turning into by far our longest segment, and I think you guys will find it really funny how depressing the other segments are compared to this, where you guys <laughs> just shoot the shit about just random stuff. So I'm just going to end with a few questions because I, I do not want the segment to run much longer. Um, sure. Why do you keep taking Bills players? Because they're not that good when you take them. Like they're not good for us, and somehow Belichick's like, "Oh, we got to have them." So oh, like, okay. I can name like Chris Chandler, uh, just just a deep good player. He's he, okay. okay. Yeah, there's, there's, think, think of all of them. Mike Gillisley. Yeah, yeah um, Gillisley didn't work out, but you, but you during last season that you you shit all over Stephen Gilmore and granted. He had a rough start, but he really, he came around, and I didn't hear his name, what, for the second half of the season, I didn't hear his name once until, and then in the playoffs, I didn't hear his name at all until the last pass that, that Bortles took in the AFC Championship, so Gilmore did work out. But you have this, you have this obsession with every Bills player just being a bust when they come over. Chris, Chris Hogan had 180 yards in that AFC championship two years ago. I don't think he had 180 I mean, yards with the Bills. You can have you can have <laughs> Stephon Gilmore for 18 million. I don't give a shit. Like, you really want a guy that's just mediocre up and down for 18 million a year as your cornerback? What are you talking about? He was shut down for for over half of the season. Over half yeah. of the season. For he it. has his, he has his limitations. I'll give you that. But once they made adjustments in coverage, the coverage scheme for him, he he became he was not he was he was not mentioned at all in any broadcast because no one ever threw at him. No. I'm gonna, He's a good cornerback, but our secondary got even better last year. I'm gonna go I don't miss him. We'll, we'll come take one of them whenever I'll, I'll talk about Yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. You, you'll just have you'll just have the next guy. Yeah. I get it. Belichick's too late. I think Belichick's too lazy as far as much film as he watches. So when he sees someone succeed against him in his own division, whether it's Wes Welker, Chris Hogan, Stephon Gilmore, any of these guys that they come up for free agency, he jumps at them because he's like, I know this guy. I watch tape on this guy. So I know what he can do and I know what he can't do. And I really think it's as simple and corny as, and as sports center answer as it is. He's like, I've seen this guy play a combined 20 games in my scouting and watching him. Therefore, vis-a-vis, I'm going to go ahead and take him on my team because I don't have to worry about who he is or what he did. Can we all agree that you're – wow, Dan. 
You okay, Dan? Yeah. Okay. Uh, can we all agree that the AFC East is incestuous in nature? Like, uh, I, I don't think any other conference just swaps players as much as they do. Y'all got Wes Walker from the Dolphins. You get a lot of Dolphins players. Um, Jets players. Patriots go to Jets all the time. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like the Bills. Like, my point, Emil, I don't I don't obsess over Bills players going to the Patriots. I just think they get overrated. Like, when Chris Chandler went to the Patriots, they're like, whoa, uh, a white pass catching tight end at the, at the Patriots? Like, he's going to be just like Gronk. No, he's like a super slow... Okay, you tied in. Everybody gets a little overrated when they come to New England because they usually are on teams that win 10 or 11 games. Like, I think I it's Dan, know. in our fantasy league, Chandler got drafted that. for like 20 bucks. <laughs> 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 you remember, like, he was like rated as a really high tight end. I was like, yeah. alright. <laughs> hey, we well, we're, we're, we're talking about their contract. The big contract I remember is, you know, Gilmore got you paid that was, Gillisley that was, like five million. Yeah, unprecedented. No. Chandler. I don't think Hogan's getting paid that much. Gillisley. Those are all pretty manageable. Those are all pretty manageable numbers that they could walk away from. You just yeah. paid more than we wanted to pay for him. Yeah, I, that's I mean, I, everything the AFC East does it. Like, we did that with Charles Clay from the Dolphins. <laughs> But like, yeah, I mean, all those all those players that leave, I'm like, well, I mean, I don't really want Chris Hogan for that much money anyway, or I don't want Gillisley for that much money anyway. All right, well, yeah. that that was the last thing I wanted to end on. Um, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was it. That was all the questions. Yeah, that was like I was I was ready for something other than hey, this, why do you take all of our Bills players and put them on a team that wins, even though that just made Joker. Because we spent the first 45 minutes just talking about how great the Patriots were. We'll do another one. We, we, did, we did all four divisions today. All right? We can't just spend an hour on the Patriots. <laughs> hey, I will guess what? You guys keep saying my number, and in two or three years, when Brady's retired, and, like, I think Belichick's gone, and they're fighting for 7 and 9 or 6 and 10, I'll come on here and start arguing with you why the rookie from North Carolina or something is going to be the biggest game breaker you've ever seen in your damn life. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Dan. We, we're running over no two day. hours, and it's no half day. of it is the Patriots. So, uh, thanks for coming on. Well, <laughs> I've enjoyed my time because before the reign of Nathan Peterman, I'm just glad that we're getting our kicks up now because, you know, it's probably a long time before we're back on top again. Yeah, so, my form name is thank uh. You. Thank you, Bill fan, for letting us on. Matt, <laughs> appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Bye. Assholes. <laughs> you fucking. I, I like Dan the Pats man. I know that's fucking awesome. You're you're going off about Stephon Gilmore. It's like yeah, because he's not that good, and our secondary is better without him. Why? <laughs>